So I try to protect my own motivation to be part of the Rails community because if I'm not having a good time, if I'm not enjoying myself and the people I work with, I wouldn't be here after 12 years and I won't be here for the next 12 years. I don't need to work on Ruby on Rails. Date, October 2016, episode 142. In this episode, David Heinemeyer Hansen shares his views on diverse opinions, honesty, small talk, his public persona, David's aspirations, dealing with audiences, community policing, and the tone he tries to establish in the Rails community. What kind of tone do you try to establish among, among core people in the Rails community? Good question. I think there's a lot of angles in that. There's the tone of how we talk internally about developing things together. And then there's the tone you talk to the community with. And then there's what you're working on and what sort of projects you're picking up. I'd say for the tone, perhaps both internally and externally from the, co uh, the perspective of the core group, is that assume that everyone have the best intentions. Assume that everyone wants to improve Rails and make it better. And if they're frustrated or express themselves in a, in a poor manner, or actually, let's not even talk about the tone. Let's just talk about if there are disagreements. If there's disagreements about how you should do something, real technical disagreements, a lot of times I find it's just because people haven't looked at enough code together. They've not looked at the same forces pushing on this code, why it should be a certain way, why the domain should be a certain way, which is often because when we work on Rails, we all come from different backgrounds, different applications. Obviously, I come from the application of Basecamp. So whatever is good for Basecamp is, is what I like to design things around, right? That's the domain that I know and, and use all the time. Somebody else coming from another application will have a different perspective on it. And in some cases, that might clash or in, in most cases, I'd say, it's just because the problems that they're facing, I haven't seen from that angle. And the problems I'm facing, perhaps, they haven't seen from my angle. So when we dig deeper and we look at actual code, real examples, look at the before and after of a certain change, I find that we very quickly coalesce around, oh, that's a good solution. All the disagreements stem from looking at things from a different vantage point and not realizing that you're looking at things from a different vantage point. And then the tone for the community at large is sort of two sides to it. There's, again, the same expectation that people are coming from their own path, they're coming from their own applications, and they're expressing their beliefs and opinions from that point. And if you can learn to understand where they're coming from, you can learn to understand what they're saying a lot better. But there's also a little bit of policing in terms of making sure that tone is not one of entitlement. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to community interaction. I work on Rails because I enjoy it. And I give all the work away for free. Lots of people do the same thing. And when we all do it, that's a wonderful comments that we're sharing together. When somebody then barges into the room and start demanding that certain people work on certain things for them for free, uh, that ticks me off. I've had a couple of cases recently where somebody jumps into a pull request and just starts like, hey, why the fuck hasn't this been fixed yet? I mean, you guys have had two years to do it. Ugh. Sometimes, I mean, it shouldn't get to me. I've, I've been doing this for 12 years now, but it just gets to me every time because I work with the people who, I work with tons of people who are just diligent about and passionate about improving Rails. And getting a slab in the face like that just feels like so fucking ungrateful. And that level of entitlement just... I can't have it. I, I really can't have it. So sometimes I just kind of try to flip out in the most polite way that I know how to flip out. Because I also think that even just, even if somebody is an asshole or 
is completely entitled. You're not necessarily helping the situation if you just go guns blazing, profanity laced, uh, amok in a pull request, right? Like that that doesn't set a great tone either, especially since this is completely predictable. This happens in every open source community everywhere. There are people who will just wait in and think that whoever's working on this project, they're their vendor and they own this person something just because they're using it. As though we should be eternally grateful just because some schmuck is using Rails and then thinks that he can commandeer everyone's working on it to, to his or her whims. Like, that's not how it works. Anyway, again, it's predictable, right? Like, don't get your blood pressure all through the roof just because people are being people, right? But learning that and practicing that and realizing that, all very different things. I've intellectually realized that. I haven't always emotionally realized that. To quote your book remote, like, no assholes allowed and no assholey behavior allowed also applies to the tone you try to establish in the Rails community, I guess. It does, but it, that's, I think that's easy to police within a company where you can set sort of some more explicit cultural barriers about things. Oftentimes, I'm sure that plenty of people look at my comments in podcast and think that I'm the asshole, right? Like, we, there are all these vantage points where you could say, well, I'm failing that test, which may very well be true from, from the position of someone. So it's a little less applicable, I think, as a general stamp on like, hey, this is how we're going to behave in a very large thousands of people don't know each other, don't work together all the time, size of community. A lot easier to police that kind of stuff within, say, Basecamp, where I have to work with 47 people all the time. Like We can arrive at what the definition of asshole is for us in a much more uh, precise way. You talked a little bit about this, but how would you describe your persona in the open source community? Well, I can describe my aspirations, and then I think it's up to others to evaluate whether I live up to those or, or not. Those aspirations are mostly, I think, about being just true, honest to myself, to others about how I feel about things, continue to make it about the work. Um, again, not to the exclusion of caring about the community around it or establishing a good tone, but all that is good and well. But like if the work itself is not interesting, that's not going to sustain an involvement, at least from my side. Um, so I try to protect my own motivation to be part of the Rails community because if I'm not having a good time, if I'm not enjoying myself and the people I work with, I wouldn't be here after 12 years and I won't be here for the next 12 years. I don't need to work on Ruby on Rails. Like if I decided tomorrow that, hey, screw it, I've had enough of this, I could stop working on Ruby on Rails and my life would go on unaltered, right? That wouldn't be great. I wouldn't enjoy that. Like, I really like working on Ruby and Rails. So I have to guard and protect the motivation and um, the relationship I have with the framework and the community in such order to ensure that I can be here for the long term. But I meant um, like your persona in the sense of how people perceive you in the open source community. I think as long as people hate me for things I actually believe, I don't mind. <laughs> If, we, if, if, if you think I'm an asshole because of something that I truly do believe, then that's fine. I think that, that that's not a problem. I don't have a problem with that. I do not need everyone in the world to love me or love my opinions. But I do at least prefer that they, they hate me for things I actually believe. And I have gotten, which always happens, if you have a public persona and you have thousands of people who perhaps um, get your tweets every day and have 140,000 followers on Twitter, so lots of people will get a certain tweet I put out. And oftentimes as it happens, someone will take something away from that that was not at all what I intended or what I mean or whatever. And, and if that takeaway is sort of 
not what I stand for, then that's a little annoying. It's, it's, that's like getting misunderstood, right? Although at some point, if you're getting misunderstood all this time by, by tons of people, you're the one with the problem, which may or may not be the problem for me. I, I don't think so, but I, I don't know if there's anyone who would say that they would think so about themselves. But it's just not a, I'd say it's just not, um, not something I spend that much time on. I think it's tough to maintain the level of motivation that I need to maintain to be involved with Rails after 12 years and still going strong if I have to care deeply about what every individual thinks about me, both on the positive side and on the negative side. On the positive side, obviously, there's plenty of people I think, well, I know, tell me, oh, you do such a great job. It's really great you're involved. That's great. That's awesome. But it's just as dangerous to let that go to your head or think, oh, well, now I'm invincible. Now every decision I make is right and every opinion that I hold is perfect because there's all these people who think that I do a good job. Like That's absolutely poisonous. And it's poisonous to listen to the people who say, well, you don't know nothing. I mean, you, you, you're doing everything wrong or you're just a yeah an idiot or you're an asshole. Uh, you can't let that get to you either because you're going to have plenty on both ends of that spectrum if you're doing something interesting. And that just comes with the territory. So don't pay much attention to it. Just stay true to sort of who I would like to be, which is not always who I am, but at least who I would like to be. And then um, pay a casual ear to it. Um, oftentimes, just because somebody calls you an asshole doesn't mean you're not an asshole. <laughs> well, not so much as a when you call somebody an asshole, it sounds like a binary thing. Like either this person is an asshole or they're not an asshole. I don't believe that that's very helpful. I believe that certain behavior can be assholey behavior. And absolutely, have I committed assholey behavior in the course of my involvement with the open source world? No doubt. And sort of the progress is to to try to decrease that if it doesn't if there's not a higher purpose for that to serve. And and even that is a bit of a cop out and a bit of an excuse. So I try not to pull that too much. With an audience like yours, you have a lot of naysayers, lots of people patting your back all the time. That might be tricky for a lot of people to deal with that. It, it, I know it's tricky. I know there's tons of people I know who've been involved with open source work. They've retracted from the open source world exactly because of this. Because for whatever reason, they, they took it closer to heart um, than I do. So they couldn't sustain it. They couldn't deal with just tons of people calling them assholes are saying they're wrong or whatever or tons of people saying oh you're so great you're doing fantastic work please keep doing it there's just a lot of pressure from both ends of it and i can absolutely respect why somebody would say eh that pressure is not for me i don't need to do this it's not making me happy i'm going to do something else in all your work honesty seems to be a very important issue seems to be very important to you i appreciate that i, I think honestly though actually is a lightning rod for diversive opinion. The more honest you are, the more that can just get to someone uh, in the sense, if, if we disagree on the fundamentals there, if I'm really honest about my opinion on the fundamentals, that'll draw those distinguish or, or differences up really strongly. So versus a lot of people will be more of a conciliatory nature and they'll be like, oh yeah, well, on the one hand, on the other hand, and and so forth, then it's easier to get along. It's easier to get along if you pack your things in, in cotton, right? And which a lot of times is, is a good strategy. Like getting along is, is an important um, attribute in a lot of situations. Not in all. And it's also sort of, and maybe this is post-rationalization, and I think people do that all the time. I think it's valuable for certain members of the community to, to pack things in less cotton than others. At least there's a conversation that gets started and get going. Again, not an excuse to just be a, a raging asshole all the time, but it is um, 
just a description of what happens, I think, when, uh, when you do have members of the community that are very honest, that uh, calling things out can be uncomfortable in the short term. And that's, uh, that's a part of that, uh, part of that honesty. But hopefully, in the long term, things pay off and that honesty leads to things getting changed and getting changed in the right direction. And um, maybe people who don't appreciate it in the moment end up appreciating it um, a little further down the line. Are you bad at small talk by any chance? Uh, I don't know if I'm bad at small talk as much as I'm bored by small talk. I think I can put on small talk for a certain amount of time. And it could be small talk often, it gets a bad rep. And I give it a bad rep because I'm totally bored but with it. But it's also just the, the facts of the situation. If you, you meet somebody who you kind of don't know and it's a kind of awkward and small talk is just the, the easier way out. But um, it's not like... Not what I enjoy doing. So I do enjoy talking to people where I can have a substantive discussion about something. I really like that. But otherwise, I'd rather just be quiet. 